Fan Forge people. We're, we're fans of the Forge. We're here last day at the grudge match. We're kind of beat. And uh, I'm here with Don Alter. Season 4, episode 15, Gladiator Scissor. And, uh, well, we have to say, nuclear engineer. Nuclear engineer, health physicist. I clean up radioactive junk for a living. Yeah, good fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, round one, you guys had to make a canister Damascus. Uh, was that something you're familiar with before? Not at all. Uh, I kind of expected we we're gonna have to do that because of all the questions we got beforehand, and it's always, well, what would you, what would be your biggest fear to do on the show? And, oh God, I'd hate to do like a, a straight simple knife, with maybe a four-inch blade. Well, that would be rough. <laughs> right. Right. They kept asking, what have you never done? Like, I've never done canister, so... Yeah, I went and looked up all of Jay Nielsen's videos and YouTubed it. I knew how to do it in theory, but I, I don't have a power hammer, I don't have a hydraulic press, so... We walk in and we see that big cloth on the table and it's like... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Boom, dude, light pitcher, gonna be doing canister. Yep. Fantastic! Alright. <laughs> so you went for the ball bearing and the fish hooks. I did. Um, you started opening your camera, not all the pieces were welded. So that didn't really help, right? Like I've never done this before. Okay, cut it open. Oh, sh you know, I, they made me look great on the show. It's like the only <laughs> picture they show is me trying. Oh, Don should use the chop saw. Don was using the chop saw, so the chop saw blade exploded because <laughs> right. I had loose ball bearings on the one end inside the can. Uh, when I got it open, I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. You know, to me it looks like a Nestle Crunch bar. And I'm looking down, I'm trying to glance over it the other guys and no one else was really at that point yet so I'm like well I still got two hours if it's gonna fail I better try it now so I took a hammer and I had the top peeled back and the bottom peeled back and I didn't know if I was gonna tap it it's just gonna go woof or what but I hit it and it's kind of like Bing! like wow Ooh, that sounds pretty solid so I heat it up go over and start pressing it and of course it starts crumbling on one end and then it was just well I got to get it a lot hotter but after that it was just Heat and beat, heat and beat, so you start squishing it out. Yeah. Right on. Nothing like a learning experience on national TV. <laughs> and then I guess the note was they had some delaminations, but it was a good looking dagger. Yeah, it was like say when I first started pressing it, where I had the ball bearings and fish hooks and all the powdered metal, and I didn't drive my uh, liquid paper first, and they comment on that on every one. Right. You know, you had this great plan, and I got everything worked out. I'm going to do this, this, this. And they say, Bladesmith, your time starts now. Blank. <laughs> and I start dumping the liquid paper in, and as I'm rolling the ball bearings and I'm watching them roll down the sides, get covered in it, it's like, uh. <laughs> So when you do that, the surface layer of it just had little pits, figures, yeah. cracks. And that's when I started pressing it to draw it out. They were crumbling. So when I tried to grind that off, it was... You can still see those in the surface. That's right. what they commented on. But it was that my I don't know if you can tell in the show, my blade's like three inches thick, so it's like grind that off. <laughs> Alright, and then you guys had to add a guard because of a stabbing test. Right. Um, we went for a horn handle and set it with a lot of epoxy. So I do a lot of hidden tanks and I know how to do them. I know what takes the longest time and fitting what takes the longest time. So I'm like, you know what? Half this stuff up here is hollow. I'd be stupid to try and run. I think Alpha's trying to burn through my car and I stunk up the whole shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up there, I'm just grabbing stuff. But the problem where the horns were kind of big. So I found one that was small enough that it would fit that I could sand it down. And, but it was the Impala or 
plus bach one of those african horned animals and so the inside was like an inch diameter hollow but you know they had 20 jugs deep on the there, right? So like, <laughs> Why not? Plus, super glue along the bottom to seal it up and just yeah. start pouring deep on the Awesome. I dumped it all in a plate and just bent the plate just so I could pour it yeah. in. Yeah, that's an interesting technique, but hey, you get the job done. Uh, let's see. So, drum stab did well. Um, were you worried about any of those tests? So, the, the biggest thing was the, the drum. Because in one episode, they stabbed the drum on the side. And handling radioactive waste all the time, I'm pretty familiar with where the thick parts are to drum. And I knew the ball bearings were 52100, you know, high chrome steel. And you can't see the light in there. I mean, they always see all the smiths like leaning down along the edge of the forge. We're looking for the shadows so we can tell more or less what temperature our blades at. And there's, the lighting's great for filming, sucks for blade smithing. Yeah. So I knew I had to sing too hot when I pointed it. And I have no idea how to temper them. They always say, well, master plates the temperature nice. Okay, yeah, right, does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I had no idea if uh, it was going to break. Because when I went to put the pommel cap on, I hit the tip. And my tang tip just exploded. Like, pieces are bouncing off the wall. And, yeah. And I, I dropped the F-bomb on TV, and they actually missed it with the bleep by about a quarter second. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like... Man, if the back end of that where I had it by the tongs was that brittle, I can only imagine what the blade is. So, yeah, when he picks it up and it's like watching Jay pick that blade up and start to come into that drum, it's like he's holding your breath. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like one piece, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I was afraid he was going to do that or something with it, and I knew that any lateral pressure on that would just pow, snap it. So, round three. You have to make a gladiator scissor. When they revealed that, <laughs> what were you thinking? So, uh, Francesco did armoring back in Italy, and I've been doing medieval armoring for almost 30 years now. So I, I had no idea what I was going to have to make. So at home, I like put together these big, giant heat treating furnaces, and, and you don't have a whole lot of time to prep. So I like had everything half done. It's like, well, I can burn a day at home finishing out equipment. And then they pulled us. We walk out and we see the clock, and I'm thinking. You know, we all hang out in the hotel, and it's like, well, what do we all have in common? It's like, well, Francesco's done axes, Jason's done some beautiful Damascus fire axes, my armory name is Crag Axe, and Alf's done a little bit of everything, so we're expecting they have, like, an axe for us. We come out, and we see this cloth shaped like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do an axe, and whoosh. What the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Jason looks at it and goes, it's a pizza cutter. <laughs> they cut that out. Uh, but yeah, we're just like, but it was like, you know, all right, half armor, half blade. It's only about an eight or ten inch blade. I can do that in my current stuff. So they go through and it's like, you know, Don, what are you thinking? Hey, fantastic, man. I got this. Jason, how about you? Man, this sucks. <laughs> so we, we do everything else in like three or four takes. And that one they did in one and they said, oh, you know, y'all's expression, we just we can't repeat that. Then they didn't use any of it on the show. Oh. <laughs> so, on the show, was just going, oh, that was it. <laughs> of course. So, um, you had a, you were going for a three-piece guard. You did have some trouble getting your pieces to fit. You know, I just trying to get that one kind of just slide in there. I don't remember. Yeah. So I used 4130 uh, chrome molly sheet metal, which is what we do a lot of the armor for guys who go out and do the combat. And yeah, you know, when you 
I did mine in three pieces, but I know I can form that so much faster than one piece. Right. And I kind of expected Jason hasn't done a lot of sheet metal work, so I knew he was going to try and do one piece. And doing one piece takes a while to get it really curved and fit and look nice. Or if you do it in small pieces, I knocked mine out in about two hours. Yeah. And had it ready for heat treating in about four hours. And, but when you heat treat it, the thin metal, you kind of have to screw it together and pull the screws out. Anywhere there's an edge, uh, sometimes it'll warp a little. And when you heat treat this stuff, I actually did a fourth piece as a sacrificial piece. I had it like duct taped to my shoe with bouncing on it, and chucked it in the vise, hit it with a four pound sled, showing my cameraman, hey, this is what this stuff does when you heat treat it. That also means if it doesn't quite fit when you're trying to put it together, it's not a matter of just, oh, I just put a little elbow grease into that. Man, they're screwdrivers, and yeah. then it starts raining on us. I got to move all my crap into the garage, oh, yeah. and then I start getting mad. And it's like, I'm trying not to cross and not to throw crap across the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that took like an hour just to get those two stupid pieces to slide together. I got them together once, my rivet thing were offset, and I was trying to slide it, and it goes, boing, pops out. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's hand is rubbing on the inside of yours. Of course, I've heard, we've heard that he has some big hands, right? So, what are you thinking? Is this really going to be a big deal or is it going to be a deal breaker, you think? So, when I made it, it rubbed on my knuckle too. Right. And that's why I lined the whole thing in dough skin. Actually, put two layers of dough skin. It's like, because to take it apart and just even move it a quarter inch would have been a complete rebuild. And it's like, you know what? Uh, he's gonna bitch about it rubbing. I knew that. But like, I don't see this being a deal killer. Then we're back there, and it's like when you first get back and shake hands, you're like, oh damn, his hands are bigger than I thought. <laughs> so I see him over there putting it on, and he's he's making these expressions, and he's turning it. It's like, uh oh. And he's looking over at me, and then you see him go ahead and put it on, and he says, that comes walking over. It's like, all right, he's at least gonna use it, so we're good. But then he goes to cut, and it's just. I mean, it was, you don't get the full sound effects watching the TV. It just, you know, when he's cutting with the other guy, with Jason's, and when he turns with mine, it's just all you hear is something gets whoosh. And it's just slicing this thing open, and all the rice falls out. Then he goes to gut punch it, and he, like, stops. And I'm like, well, it failed to cut like I was expecting when I did the punch cut. Like, well, you stopped your cut, man. And then he's like, yeah, you know, and, well, it was really pounding on my knuckle, and he pulls his hand out. And his knuckle was red, white. It's like, all right, man, I'll, I'll catch you some slack on that. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, you won. I did. And you beat Oklahoma. I did. And Jason started that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a blast on set. And he and I have such similar personalities. We were... We were razzing each other pretty good. Uh, so yeah, you know, he started making a few Texas comments, you know, and then our cameraman, of course, they are talking to the other crew, and you know, oh, this is what was said in this shop. So they don't like kind of egg us on a little bit. Of course, Jason and I are texting each other the whole time we're building stuff. You know, day one, wow, that was rough, man. I'll, I'll be finishing up tomorrow morning. How about you? you, know, you figure out what metal you're gonna use. And did you find your armoring for dummies book? <laughs> And he'll text me back, oh, I'm doing like a 60 pattern or whatever, Damascus something, something. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that was, you know, standing there and they sit there and they're about to announce who the winner is. You're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good feeling. 
That's awesome. So congratulations on that. We have some kind of rapid fire questions now. <laughs> Coal or gas? Gas. Favorite non knife item? Non knife item. Like, like just anything that's not a knife or a blade that you might make. The barbecue pit stuff. Okay. <laughs> Tripod. Alright. <laughs> Rapid fire, man. So you've yeah. been here for two days. <laughs> stainless or no stainless? No stainless. Um, do you have a favorite Damascus pattern? Feather. Okay. Never done it, but it's still my favorite. All right. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> we look forward to seeing it. Cool. All right, Donald. Thanks a lot for your time. This is last day here. Check out our other interviews. We'll see you guys later. All right. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Fans of the Forge covering day three of Pigeon Forge Grudge Match. I'm here with John Clark from... 12 stitches. 12 stitch blades. 12 stitch blades, excuse me. And <laughs> he was on season five, episode 20, Small Sword, uh, against Derek Melton, who we've talked to a number of times. And uh, why don't we get right into the episode here. You guys show up, you're given a piece of 5160 spring steel, and you need to make friction folders. Yep. Oh, uh, when they gave us the coal, when we undawned the the rag and we got to see that it was going to be coal steel i was ecstatic at first because i thought okay this is steel i've worked with before and i got plenty of equipment here to be able to work it and then will drops the bombshell on us that it's going to be a friction folder which i don't think any of us i think derek said it said off camera that he had done one friction folder 20 years ago about yay big <laughs> but the rest of us were just we were lost at that point yeah and and then on on top of all that will t will uh told us that he wasn't going to tell us how he was, how he was going to get it tested so. yeah that's a, that's got to be a tough one when yep. they just flat out say we're not going to tell you the test because no. you yep. can't design it for a specific thing yep. they did say they did hint around that they were looking for finesse so i decided to try to take a little of the finesse route making a smaller thinner blade yeah didn't pan out for me in the end, but that was all good. I had a great time. Well, yeah, and so you made it into um, round two. So you all met. And uh, so you did at least get to go through the, the testing portion. Yes. yes. And you had a, a strength test and a ham slice. So the, the strength test, I believe, was baton into a bolt three times. That's it. So were you like, what were you feeling when you what? saw that test going on? When I... When they told us what the test was going to be, the first test, anyhow, I, I kind of already had made peace with the fact that my blade was probably not going to survive. I looked at Derek's, and I looked at Bob's, and I even saw all the forge work that Bob was doing at the time, and I noticed that their blades, their blades are a little bit thicker than mine. I went for more of a finesse look, where it looks like they went more for more of a, uh, a strength look. And just looking at all that, I already just kind of inside and made peace with it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't too terribly surprised with the results after knowing what the test was going to be. Yeah, yeah. So you had some chips on the blades, and at that point, the pivot wasn't holding so tight. Yeah. Um, 
it did cut easily into the ham during the, you know, the ham cut, but because of the fact that uh, it was no longer maintaining friction, that's why I ended up getting cut. So Derek went on to win, and you know, we're friends with Derek. We know you've been hanging out with him, and I'm sure you guys are good friends now oh, yeah. after oh, that. Oh, yeah, we text each other all the time. That's cool. That's one thing we'd love to experience ourselves now that we've come down and visited and met with all these guys is the the, the brotherhood or the, the huge community of just open arms welcoming people in and it definitely is a fraternity out here yeah so, yeah. so moving on from your episode mm -hmm. we have a couple generic questions we're going to talk about okay some rapid fire so whatever comes to mind just shoot it out there all right first things first what is your favorite style of knife to make Favorite style of knives to make? I would have to say between a hunter and a tanto. Okay. Cool. What is your favorite non-blade item to make? Favorite non-blade item to make? It's a tough one because I don't ever really get a whole lot of those. Um, <laughs> I would have to say it would have to be uh, either fire pokers or um, steak turners. Okay. I started I started trying my hand at it. Cool. Yeah. Coal or propane? Propane. Stainless or no stainless? No stainless. No stainless. No stainless. We've it's had, terrible. Terrible. We've, we've had a mix of responses so far, but a lot more no's, I think. Yeah, I, I've had way too many bad experiences with stainless. I've sworn it off. Last question. Mm -hmm. Favorite Damascus pattern? <sighs> I would have to say probably the explosion Damascus out of canister. Okay. So that, that would have to be my favorite. Very cool. I've tried my hand at it a couple of times, but just seeing uh, guys like Alex Steele and Drake Edmondson and all of them that are able to do it out in Texas, that, well, Alec being in England and Drake being in Texas, that, I just love looking at that right there. I'm going to try my hand at it one day whenever I can finally get big enough to have the equipment to be able to do it with. Yeah, yeah, we hear you, we hear you. We were looking into doing our own forging and getting a forge going, and yeah. we're at the very beginning, we're like starting to look at how much this is gonna cost. You need to come to my shop, you'll see what it looks like in the very beginning. <laughs> well, thank you for talking with us. Yeah, man. And check him out on Instagram, 12 Stitch Blades, and you know, come down Pigeon Forge. If you see this after the fact, it was a good time, check out some of the interviews, and we'll catch you in the next one. Welcome back to our Pigeon Forge Grudge Match coverage for 2018. We're here with the man himself, Robbie Bowman, who's putting on this whole event. Thank you for having us here, Robbie. Yes, sir. We've had a blast all weekend long. We've got to see some great competitions up there on the stage, as well as the Bladesport competition yesterday was awesome. Good addition. Um, absolutely. So could you just tell us a little about how you came up with the idea to even do a grudge match? You know, the TV show's been so good to all of us. We was trying to come up with something to where we can give back to the fans. And so I started contacting Ray Kirk, and I said, I want a grudge match. My night was better than yours on the show. And that one picture we took together holding hammers up, it started the whole thing, it just started snowballing. And so we concentrated on getting as many forged in fire stars here for three days for the fans. To get that many Smiths here is hard. Of course. But we all 
really appreciate the show so much. The show's popular because of the fans, and we're giving back today. We're giving back every year we're going to host a big event right here. Awesome. Well, we hope we can come back next year. Uh, we got a lot of great interviews with these guys that we're going to be putting up on our YouTube, and we're going to get a nice promotional video together for great. you to use. Great. And, um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Or hey, I want to thank everybody out there. I want to thank all the fans because it's because of you. The show has been so good for all of us. And it gave y'all a better understanding of what we do. And that is so cool. But I want to thank all of you fans out there. Appreciate y'all's support. Thank you very much, Robbie. Yes, sir. Thanks again for having us. Y'all have a great day today.